This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to Talk of the Devils, uh, brought to you by talkofthedevils.co.uk, your number one Manchester United podcast. I hope you're all well. I just wanted to say a couple of words beforehand. Obviously, a very, very difficult day for a lot of us, um, and uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't say anything about, uh, obviously, the the death today, but um, what a wonderful woman she is, uh, what she's done for the country, and, and obviously a very, very sad time. Weren't sure if the football was going to go ahead. Weren't sure if we were going to do this show. Um, but here we are. And uh, yeah, lots to talk about. I hope you're all well, guys. Get your comments in. Get liking. Get subscribing. And uh, yeah, we'll go through it. Uh, how you doing, guys? You all good? Marcus, how you doing, mate? How you feeling after that? Yeah, it was uh, a very uh, meh performance. I don't know how else to describe it. But yeah, all things considered, I'm all right. And to be honest with you, I think we got a lot of clarity today. I suppose if there's one positive thing, uh, it's that we saw some of the players who've been on the bench for a while uh, try to take their opportunity. And some of them did okay, I thought, but the, the vast majority were not so great. And as a collective, we weren't so great. So, uh, yeah, th- there's loads to talk about. Controversial penalty decision, of course. I'm sure we'll get to that later in the show. But on the balance of it, quite a disappointing performance, especially against a Real Sociedad team that got piped by Barcelona. Yes, they won a couple of other games, but they they, they didn't score that many goals. I think both the games they won in the La Liga was 1-0. So this is a team that's struggling to score goals. This is a team that didn't create very many chances against us. And thanks to a controversial decision, they they were able to win the game. Um, but yeah, it, 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 I think what makes it more disheartening is the fact that they didn't play that well themselves. We kind of let our, ourselves down in this game, I feel. But um, yeah, nothing nothing else to say, really. Yeah, absolutely. Summed it up perfectly. A very, very poor performance indeed. And as you said, a lot of players, obviously, that haven't seen many minutes this season come on and didn't take their chances. It's like they didn't have a lot of uh, minutes in the, in the in the body and, and you could clearly see that. Uh, Ellis, good to have you on, buddy. I hope you're very well. Uh, yeah, give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, um, great. Thanks for having me on. Obviously, a bit of a difficult day for obviously um, everyone across the world and obviously in the Commonwealth and everything with the passing of the, the Queen, which is obviously quite a difficult subject. But um, 
I'm just confused, to be honest. I don't really know what I've just watched. I think the penalty decision, I think we'll come on to later, as Marcus said, was shocking. But that's a different conversation. The performance in itself was bizarre. There was certain players that just weren't up to par. They weren't in the pace of the game. And that just really cost us. Like It all comes down to you win, you, you win your individual battles and some players simply didn't do that and it cost us massively. Yeah, it costs us massively indeed. You're absolutely right. Uh, Reese. great to have you back on, buddy. It's been a couple of weeks. I hope you're well. Uh, what were your thoughts on that performance? Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks just for having me. Um, to be honest, I don't think there's anything else really to add that's already been said. I thought we were just very flat. I think maybe the atmosphere, maybe the, the circumstances during the day might have an effect to it, but... Then again, though, professionalism is also another important thing. Like, a circumstance can affect you during the day, but when it comes to crunch time, like, your professionalism, professionalism really will show. And on like, full scale of it, like, across the field, like, yes, it was never a penalty, but you look at the difference between the two teams, I thought Real Sociedad were actually far more professional. I think they were more up for the occasion. They also had a very good game at the weekend as well, drawn to Atletico Madrid as well, like, very strong performance. I think ideally we should have won that game, but you don't win games based on paper. You've got to win it by actually doing it in the hard yards and actually putting the ball in the back of the net, which we did. But obviously the ball was uh, the goal was disallowed correctly. But other than that, like I think the term "not our day" or etc. isn't the best the best way to sum up. It was just simple as like we were flat. We weren't interested. We weren't up for it. We weren't quick enough to the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, eight, seven balls. We weren't interested. So, so I say that. It was really poor. It was, it was probably our worst performance since maybe Brentford. Yeah, uh, in agreement with you. I mean, we've, uh, are probably our, our weakest opponents. We've got Sheriff. Uh, who did I, beat Rodgers. Nah, I think, uh, think Sociedad are the team that are going to finish second. I think Sheriff and Monia are the two weaker sides, but Sheriff did have that freak result last year. I think it is purely going to be between us and Sociedad to go through. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, you need the uh, the nice um, points amount of 12. Uh, whether we're going to get to that, we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, a few more games left to be played. Five, so it's certainly possible, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Jamie True. in the comments here, the Mark Biggs post-match review curse returns. Uh, it's one in five. Uh, so not yet. Maybe next week then uh, possible. Although I think some of the games might be cancelled this weekend, so we might not have a post uh, match. Got an, it got announced after the game. I don't know Did if you've it? seen it. But I was listening I on BT Sport and the the coverage from the presenter said the football league games have been postponed tomorrow, but we're waiting to hear from the government on the weekend itself. So at the minute Saturday, Sundays, at the moment still going ahead, yeah. but we'll find out tomorrow. But all football league games definitely are postponed. Okay, thanks for that information, buddy. Uh, Wayne, in the comments, evening, guys. Atmosphere, very flat tonight and was undoubtedly uh, influenced yeah. by the events today. All credit to Real Sociedad, who really deserved the win tonight. And we were saying this a moment ago. Um, they agree. looked like they turned up um, and wanted to play. And uh, and we, yeah, struggled. I mean, it was a, a difficult uh, decision and uh, one that we were harshly uh, done by, unfortunately. But... It is what it is. These things happen and we have to pick ourselves up and go again. Uh, I just wanted to talk about uh, Casemiro, actually. I know that obviously he hasn't had too many minutes so far. Um, and for me in particular, he just looked a bit ropey tonight. Um, he did one, he, he made one very good interception. But other than that, misplaced a lot of passes. 
Uh, do you just think that's down to rustiness, uh, Marcus, and, and he just needs a bit more game time? Yeah, I think with Casemiro, it's just a case of acclimatizing himself to the team. Uh, I, I I didn't think he was bad, to be fair. I saw a lot of people going in on Casemiro, so I feel like I'm missing something. I feel like I was watching a completely different game because, yeah, he was a bit flat. Yeah, you can tell that there's a bit of a, a an issue there. I don't know if it's fitness or just match sharpness or, or a combination of those two things. I don't know if it's maybe playing under a new manager because obviously Zenedine Zidane and um, Eric Ten Hag are two completely different types of managers, but... Yeah, I, th I thought he was all right. I'm not going to lie. I thought he was all right. He was conducting the midfield. He was barking out orders, especially in the first half. I think what influenced him was more the, the, the team around him and the fact that just the, the overall performance today was flat. So I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'd like to know what Reese thinks. I'd like to know what Ellis thinks because I, I, I genuinely thought Casemiro was all right, personally. Yeah, I, I didn't see it. I don't think Casemiro actually put a foot wrong. Like, I think... I think you're right, Marcus. Like, I, he wasn't the best player in the field. That's the, I think that I think for us purely, I think again that was Ericsson until he came off. I thought Ericsson was probably our best player again. But yeah, in terms of Casemiro, he's played a full ninety, which he hasn't been able to do yet. It wasn't the best of games. Like I'll give him that. But in terms of like, overall play, I thought he was just it was just right in the middle. Like it's probably. Probably the best way to say, you know, he was, he was just right in the middle. Like, he was neither bad nor he was great. He was just, what's up, amazing? He was just right down the middle, and that's what you want. Like, but I think maybe he could have done a few things better. I think maybe he could have been a bit more advanced, maybe a bit more pressing with the ball. But other than that, like, Fred throughout the game, like, he wasn't particularly great. Like, his movement was kind of cool and all that in the gang, but he was quite, <laughs> he wasn't sharp. Sorry, sorry to cut you off, but I, I thought Fred was was terrible tonight. I thought I thought Perhaps there were moments. Yeah, I, I thought there were moments in the final third in that first half where he really cost us. There was some interplay between him on Alanga uh, and then Langa on like a couple occasions, maybe three occasions actually. And his touch was just awful. Yeah, mm -hmm. but but go on. It was mate. like he was uh, learning a different trade again, really. I mean, he's played so far back before. I think the number ten tonight and that, that particular occasion didn't really suit him. It I think like that position caught him by surprise. I think I caught him by surprise. I think he was expecting to play in the pivot beside Casemiro. And I think he was expecting Ericsson to play ahead of him, but it looks like Ericsson, regardless of Fernandez plays or not, Ericsson is going to be in that false six role. It looks like that's going to be that's clear as day. But I also think that the way the team was shaped, like obviously the managers made some changes, which understandable, but he still went strong. I don't know about you guys, but I think he made the wrong call with the back four. I think he should have stayed with us. I think maybe apart from Debravka, which I'd understand giving him a chance to see how he does in the club, I would have kept the same back four because it's tried and tested. It looked different when we were playing. Like we weren't as we weren't as capable of going forward with Maguire and Lindelof, which is it's not this is not me criticizing them in that sense. It just seems with Varane and Martinez, we just look more like we actually want to drive forward rather than going out wide. We went more wide than we did tonight than we've had in previous games. Which is another thing that tells me that maybe they don't, maybe the Tenag doesn't trust Lindelof Maguire going through the middle. I don't know. That's just that's just something I was just picking up, obviously. But in terms of midfield, like that was really flat. That really worried me. The midfield was flat. I'm right to just like on the Casemiro yeah, thing. Um, I do disagree with both Marcus and Reese. I thought Casemiro was really poor tonight. But for a caliber of his player, I know he's getting used to a new system, new manager. I thought he was really off it. I thought he really. I think him and Fred in the second oh, half were shocking. 
Mm-hmm. There was no link. They were providing no link. The defensive play wasn't very good. As Mark said, he had one good interception. His passing was sloppy. He gave the ball away so many times. He cost us in the transition and he made bad choices. There was a chance in like the 88th minute or something when there was a pass on and he decides to try and play a loopy ball into Ronaldo when that was not the right decision. And then talking about sticking with the same back four, I think that's all. I think I also disagree with that. Squad rotation is really key. It's really going to, obviously, with the World Cup coming up, we know about Varane's injury record. Varane's very injury prone. He needs time out to rest. He's not going to be able to play three games in a week. So you need to be able to have good, healthy squad rotation. You look at the, you look at the elite teams, maybe not Liverpool now, now obviously now, but maybe in, like, after the World Cup and stuff when they've got the bulk of the squad. But look at City. They have like four or five fit centre-halves that all slot into that system when they know the system and come on and rotate because other players have... So look at Laporte. Laporte doesn't play that much for City because of his injury record. But then they have Stones, Diaz, Akanji, Ake. They all slot in and we need to rotate because one back four, if they get an injury, then defenders are going to come in. So they need to be able to get used to the system without obviously hindering the starting back four. I get your point, and I'm, I don't. I get your point. I don't dispute that, Ellis, at all. I don't dispute that at all. What I'm, why I was saying we keep the same back four is because I think the one thing you saw tonight, the minute Martinez came on, we looked so much more quicker with the ball. Like from the back building up, we looked much quicker. I think as reliable as Maguire and, and Lindelof have been at times, they're also like very slow with the build up. I think maybe tonight you would have actually been better to stick with Varane. And, Fran and Martinez, and then maybe against Palace, but obviously we don't know if that's going to happen this weekend. I would have maybe have done it. I would have maybe have done it in the league. Chief. But then again, I don't, I don't, I don't dispute your point. Though. I think that yeah. very valid point. I'm just thinking, I would, because tonight was so key. You should get, you really want to get your European campaign off to a start. I would think, have just stuck with the same back four, but the midfield I would have made changes definitely. Do you think you said about Lissandra Martinez coming on and making the game look quick with his passing? Do you not, do you not think that was because we were chasing the game and he has to come on and do that? We're 1-0 down, he has to be able to get the ball into midfield. It's not really Maguire and Lindelof not being able to do it. It's we're 1-0 down, we need to get the ball forward. Yeah, like, I, I not... agree with that. I think we should have taken the game by the scruff of the neck and then you bring on your players. You're absolutely right about squad rotation. You know, these players are all, uh, you know, multi-million pound a week you know players and and uh, you know a high skill level and, and fundamentally they should be able to, to win these games and see these games out especially with how poor uh Sociedad were and uh really really difficult to see I mean hindsight's a wonderful thing do you know what I mean you can chop and change all your 11 after the game but ultimately it didn't win us the game and and uh and I think that those players on the pitch uh, there was we were inundated with more t- enough talent to win that game and very very disappointing indeed. No, uh, just moving on here, just a couple of comments. There's loads of you on Twitter. Um, come over to youtubecom forward slash Talk of the Devils. We want to read your comments out and we can't see them on there, so it's important. And of course, come over and give the video a like. It's massively important to us. Uh, Richard in the comments. We are going to talk about this as well. No, no way was that a penalty. The ball ricocheted from his body to his hand. Uh, therefore, it's not a penalty. Um, rubbish refereeing that I will change it to. Marcus, what were your thoughts on that? Oh, don't get me started on the refereeing, man. I'm not someone who usually talks about refereeing, but that guy tonight must have been paid because there were a couple of dodgy decisions following that penalty as well. You know what I mean? Like, it's I I don't understand the rules in football anymore. Like, unless they're changing the rules behind the scenes every week and we just don't know as fans, I I want some explanations because I, I don't get why the rules in football have to be so ambiguous and inconsistent and so subjective and so down to interpretation because it clearly hits his his leg before actually getting to his arm he's clearly he's got his hands in a natural position like i i just don't understand how that's a penalty but at the end of the day i mean whether that's a penalty or not 
it, it doesn't excuse our performance, you know. So I don't want to sit here and rave about the refereeing decisions all all, all game long. You know, it, it, it is what it is at the end of the day. And on the pointer, the comment you just highlighted as well. I mean, the, the thing about certain players not starting, it is crystal clear why certain players don't start. And look, it's only one game. But the, the nice thing is, the beauty of the situation is we've seen these players under previous managers before. A lot of them, anyways. So, uh, you know, it's no surprise to a lot of us the performance they put in tonight. I think the only element that's surprising is is the fact that it was Real Sociedad. And maybe most of us were arrogant. Maybe we were wrong to, to, to underestimate Real Sociedad because clearly, much like most Spanish teams, mid-table or not, they, they, they do have a certain quality about them that we need to respect. And it's a lesson that we, we just never learn as United fans, I guess. Um, but yeah, the refereeing was, was awful, man. Just uh, a question, uh, and I'll move on to you, Alice. Just a quick question about, you know, we... We heard them, the commentator saying time and time again that the it wouldn't have been a penalty in the Premier League. But do you think there should be sort of more of a, a general consensus of how the rules apply to to every game? There's no there's no right or wrong answer in VAR. It's literally just down to interpretation. Whoever's literally got the job is it's like a name out of a hat. Whoever's on the thing is going to be able to interpret of what they see the game. There's no black and white answer. There's no here's rules. Here's what it is. There's nothing. It's just whatever the guy decides on the day. And I don't understand how you can look at that and review it and still decide that's a penalty. Like, I don't understand what the rules are anymore. There's, there isn't any. It's lawless. It's completely ruining the game. And UEFA claim to be the pinnacle of club football. Everyone wants to win a European competition. Maybe not the Europa League, because let's be honest, it's not exactly the Champions League. But it's supposed to be the pinnacle of club football, but it's got the worst level of refereeing. There is nothing worse than a European match they referee. They're all, they're, they're awful, and the Premier League's awful as well. The standard of officiating in the men, in the professional game across all sorts is awful. It's embarrassing. Which football is one of the most watched sports. It's loved by everyone, and they're ruining the game. It's awful. I can't. You can't. There's decisions every week. Look at the Premier League last week. How many was there? Four howlers. Did you see the one? See the one West Ham at Chelsea, West Ham and Chelsea. How. It's my it's my stuff. We're just we're just fans. We're football people, and even we can see that we're not paid to do that. We're not professionals. We're not getting a wage off it. But even we can see it. So Watch how can what? we see it? But how can we see it? But they can't. It, yeah, Reese. Anything make any to? Sense. No, you're absolutely right, Reese. Anything to add to that? Oh, I've been criticising referees on podcasts for about two years, mate. If I do this, we'll be here all night. <laughs> like no joke. Like I'm sick of I'm sick of referees. I'm sick of incompetency. I'm sick of corruption. Like, people say, like, corruption in Italian football. Like, I think they need to stop blaming all Italian football and just blame UEFA and blame the stupid FAs. Like, I, I genuinely feel sorry for anyone in their job who is actually a good referee or a good official because they will get labelled under this crap. Brush, they will because there's so many good officials but you've got to work with so much dross. They just don't know what they're doing. It was, like, I've, I'm, I'm all for VAR and bringing technology into the game. I think it's great, but... There's the German league does it brilliantly. The Eredivisie does it brilliantly. Their officials, the VAR is in constant sync, and you can see it being done properly. You see it in Serie A, like yeah, you'll get the one or two odd decisions where it's wrong, but at least they're vocal about it and you're telling them this is what's going on. Our game, UEFA, it's it's tedious, it's mismanaged, and they don't know what they're doing. I think they need to go back and actually discuss who should be on it. I think personally they shouldn't be changing to like officials around. Like if you've got certain who's better on, on screen rather than who's better on the field, 
whoever isn't good on the field, put them behind the screen and just let them deal with it. And I think it's also as well, whoever's run the game, I think it's heavily biased. But even so, like tonight, it was never a penalty. I feel sorry for Martinez because of the position as well. Like Marcus said, he spawned. It was natural. You cannot, in any way, shape or form, rotate your body physically unless you're a flaming idiot like this. Your arms are got to be around because it gives you balance. He's in midair. There's no flaming way that should have been given as a penalty. No Can way. I also just, just say that another issue is also like the lack of transparency with VAR because Agreed. like... I, I'm, I'm not one of the people that blames VAR because I think it's the people operating VAR. Like, I've been alive yeah, long on. enough to know that there's been corruption long before VAR, so I don't Same get the whole you, attacking man. VAR thing. But, like, for me, the lack of transparency, it, it, whilst transparency wouldn't fix VAR, don't get me wrong, it would help us get a better understanding of why these things are happening. If we just had the, the even if it was a transcript after the game and maybe not a live conversation, just some sort of explanation as to how the referees get to these positions or these decisions, it would give us clarity as football fans and maybe help us uh, um, be better prepared for these decisions. I feel like one of the biggest uh, gripes and frustrations with football at the moment is that the rules are so inconsistent from week to week. And it's all about interpretation, but we want to know what that interpretation is. I think that would really set us all free because maybe, just maybe, hearing it from the referee's mouth would help us go, oh, okay, that actually makes a bit of sense. I don't agree with it, but that makes a bit give, of sense. Give us a little bit of clarity, really. Listen, we're not here to uh, um, slightly officiating at all tonight. You know, it is what it is, and these things happen. Mm -hmm. You win some, you lose some. Ultimately, we didn't play well enough. Yeah. And we didn't take I don't know what else I was going to say, but I was going to say there, okay, just two seconds, and I'll let you jump in else. I was going to say the rules, like, I think Arsene Wenger said it on Being Sports a few years ago. Um, the rules or current rules should set in place for at least a minimum of five years. Actually, let it see how it goes. And if it doesn't work after that period, you change it, and then you try to improve it. You cannot keep changing the rules every single flaming year. It has to stick because they have to get used to it. If you keep changing the rules, it makes referees' decisions harder and it even makes the players like it makes it difficult for the players as well. But obviously, like management as well, like to prepare. If you keep chopping and changing like the rules every season, half season, I think they had what four or five penalty decisions like after the lockdown season, the first full season. So that says all like just the rules are not consistent as well. Like they have to maintain consistency for at least three, four, five years minimum. Just to ensure better, better play for the game. The same with VAR, not just refereeing, but VAR itself. Alicia, I just, I just, yeah, I just want to reiterate like two things here. I, um, I just want don't people getting the wrong impression that we're all just moaning about the officiating. As Mark said, the reason why we lost the game because we weren't competitive enough. We weren't up for oh. it and we lost. Fair enough. But as even Mark said about the commentators, I think it was Robbie Savage said that's that's not a penalty in the Premier League. Why is it different? Why is it different in the Premier League than it is to the Champions League? We're still playing the same game, just against a different team. It just doesn't make any sense. But I the, feel reason, like... the reason why I say this anyway. is because you, you can't react in any other way. So naturally, if you become accustomed to um, keeping your arms in and defending yourself in a particular way, you're going to do that every time. And anyone normal, as, as Reese already said, you, you, you can't react in any other position, but it's something you become accustomed to. It makes it very difficult when the rules are ever so slightly changed. Anyway, listen, I'm going to move on from this. Um, I wanted to talk about a big highlight for me, actually. Uh, Gar Nacho obviously made an appearance tonight. Lots of uh, talk about him, seen him played live myself, and he's a, a very good and tidy little player. But just to read out some stats for you, uh, as I always do, 100% uh, passes completed, 100% tackles won, 10 touches, one shot, one dribble, one chance created. Uh, what were your thoughts on him, Marcus? Yeah, no, excellent. Uh, refreshing. 
um, you know, just a breath of fresh air to see him come on and liven things up. And listen, I didn't think Alanga was bad tonight since, you know, he's another young player. But Ganacha just brings something new to the team. And I think it's a shame that our our first team at the moment is not uh, very stable. You know, I think our, our, the 11 that played in the previous game against uh, Arsenal was fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But I think we want to see more stability in the first team. And once we know... Uh, without a shadow of a doubt what our best team is, it will be interesting to see if we get to see people like Ganacho coming to the team and actually get a chance consistently. You know, I feel like uh, players like Ganacho, players like Zidane Iqbal, players like Charlie Savage, and even Garner, who got let go, by the way, are victims of a chaotic environment around them. You know, it's almost like the manager can't bed them in because he's got more important things to do, like getting a result. So uh, tonight, even though things didn't go our way, uh, I, I'm, I'm proud of the performance Ganacho put in and uh, hopefully we see more of him in the future, man. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Tenag does it because clearly you, you can't trust the second string team in these European games. Yeah, you probably almost might as well put trust in your younger players because they will play um, yeah. uh, as well as they can, obviously. They're, 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 not, they're not aware of danger and they're going to come in and, and hit the ground running. Uh, right, we're going to move on. to It's going to be a short show tonight, obviously, with, uh, with um, what's happened today. Uh, we're going to move on to the ratings, which is going to be the hardest bit of the show, probably, uh, even after talking about that abysmal performance. Uh, but uh, Ellis, going to come to you first. Uh, David De Gea, your rating and any other business from him? Um, I'd probably say seven. Seven. He was, just, he was okay. I think there was only one part where I'd be a bit like, it's a bit weak, it was the shot from Cuba where he just palmed out into the middle of the, in the middle of the box. That could easily have felt a social dad player, and that's two now. So that's the only thing I've got. But I thought his distribution was okay. It's definitely improved. I think he's kind of like, obviously, knows that they're going to play out from the back. So I think he's kind of upped his game a little bit in that sort of um, in that sort of field. So I'd probably go with a seven, maybe a six. But yeah, we'll go seven. Yeah, that's, that's fair. fair. Uh, Reese, Diogo, Dallo. Didn't see a lot of Dallo, to be honest. I don't, I don't know if it was injury or just poor performance. Um, but in terms of the right-hand side, very flat. You know me, mate. I'm honest when it comes to ratings, so it'll be no surprise when I tell you I'm giving them a free. Okay, fair enough. Uh, you know what I have noticed about Diogo Dalla recently that I've been quite impressed with. He's been uh, so much better, though. It, much, much better. But his balls into the into the box have been excellent. He did a couple against tonight. On his head, unfortunately, a little bit offside, and uh, and obviously that went in too. That was a bit unfortunate, but a great delivery and yeah. he did again at the weekend. So, uh, real improvements there. Just needs to be more aware of his um, positional awareness. Yeah. I think that was still an issue tonight. Uh, Marcus, coming to you, uh, Harry Maguire. Oh yes, Captain Harry, the great Captain Harry. Uh, I thought he was all right today. Six out of ten. Uh, nothing amazing, nothing too bad. And you know what? I'm, I'm glad we're not talking about a Maguire mistake. I mean, it is unfortunate that he comes into the team and we lose a game. That's kind of funny, but he did nothing wrong. So six out of ten for me, very average performance. Um, really nothing he could do to in in impact the game a little bit better. Like it wasn't his fault. Yeah, absolutely spot on. Can't agree with you more. Um, Ellis uh, Lindelof. Obviously, back from injury recently, not many minutes at all, well, none. And uh, how was his performance in your rating for him? Two. Two. Just just a two. He, he was he was awful. He moved. I thought Dallow was quite good, actually, in contrast to Reese. So we had that attacking threat on the right-hand side of Anthony, and then Lindelof came on and it just went flat. He was sluggish in possession. He was getting bullied by that soul off. And he... No, two. I, I really don't. I think it's obviously coming back from injury, coming back into a high, like, intense game where you're chasing the game. It's not going to be easy, but he made everything look difficult. 
He made simple passes. His first touch wasn't good. It's just it's just rustiness. But no, he really wasn't good tonight too. No, fair. Um, one of my favourite players at the moment, who I um, was raving about the weekend, and also I felt like he put in another good effort tonight. Uh, Tyrrell Malassia, Reese. Probably our best defender of the entire defence for the whole ninety. Um, he didn't put a foot wrong for me. He's probably like, he's the only player I'm actually going to put maybe higher than De Gea, maybe one more. I'm going to give Malassia an eight in a poor in a poor team performance. He was by far the most consistent player in the pitch. He was up and down, up and down, inverting his runs, overlapping as well, like Alanga and uh, Sancho. Like Granacho as well, like he was overlapping all, like all of them when they were interchanging positions. So yeah, if anything, like I don't think he didn't put it wrong for me the whole night. Yeah, so I'd have to say an eight personally. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, moving on to the midfield, just to let you all know, actually, uh, one matter has joined Galatasaray. It's just been announced. Um, so good luck to him. Obviously, a great servant for the club, and uh, wish him all the best. Uh, yeah, moving on to our midfield, Casemiro and uh, Marcus. I'll give you that one. Yeah, this is going to be an unpopular one because a lot of people seem to think Casemiro had a terrible game today. But I, I, I thought he was all right. So I'm, I'm going to actually give him a seven out of ten. Like I genuinely thought he was all right. You know, I might need to go back watch the game back because almost everyone seems to think he had a terrible game. I don't know. There might be something wrong with me today. But yeah, I thought he was all right. I don't I don't disagree with you. Um, he did, certainly didn't have a terrible game. I just thought he looked very rusty, um, misplaced a number of passes. And I can only remember one thing uh, that he did well for me. Um, but yeah. I'm not I'm not disputing what you've said. And, and obviously that is absolutely your call. Um, Ellis will come to uh, Fred. Oh, this is this is an easy one. Yeah. He's he's another two, one, minus one. He was all <laughs> over the place tonight. He was all over the place. I like Fred. He brings tenacity and energy, but he really wasn't up to speed tonight. Like his passing was abysmal. Well, we already knew that from seasons before, but he just never settled. He was in the ten sort of, which I thought was a bit weird. Then he kind of got shifting changes around at half time and he just never seemed comfortable in the midfield. His first touch wasn't good and it cost us in the transitional phase. He's given away fouls. I don't think it I think it was one of Fred's yeah, not not his best game tonight. So I'll probably go probably go two because I've given Lindelof a two, so I have to stick I have to stick by that because they were both as bad as each other. Um so I'll, I'll go two again. There are lots of incredibly low scores and uh, a couple very high, which uh which it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but yeah, absolutely fine. Um you would have thought that today with Fred playing and starting against Casemiro, you might have seen a little bit of the Brazilian magic, but it didn't quite work out that yeah, way, did it? But unfortunate. Um, yeah, so Reese, uh, I know you were jumping for joy knowing who you were going to get. So uh, talk to me, Ericsson. Fred's just cool. That's about it. Um, as for Ericsson, like, I, I, the only reason he's not getting a perfect 10 is because of Ronaldo. Like fully, my blame is on Ronaldo that Ericsson is not getting a ten because his positioning, his first touch was awful. But we'll get to Ronaldo soon. Ericsson, until he came off, disciplined in his position. His passing was superb. His vision was phenomenal. His movement was perfect. His work, even though Casemiro and Fred aren't hit, like players he's typically used to playing beside, was spot on. Kept kept Fred in that like because Fred doesn't know how to play the a number ten role in his life. He actually guided Fred where to play in the ten role. I thought Ericsson would have played ten to be honest. 
But when they were drifting back and forth with each other, like you could see closely why Ericsson was signed. His leadership, his qualities, it's second to none. He is by far our best playmaker. Like Fernandez is a brilliant 10. Like he's going to get his goals in that. But in terms of like a, just a pure playmaking presence, Christian Eriksen is by far our best. And we have lacked that for a very long time. With Eriksen, the team going forward, and when the team is more up to sync, it's going to be very hard to stop us when we're free-flowing. His transitional play as well from intercepting the ball and taking it forward was superb. So because of Ronaldo being in positions worse than the Grand Canyon... I'm giving Ericsson a nine. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think he was uh, um, in one of our better performances tonight. And um, I think he was our best I, by far. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't I, know if there was anyone else that topped agree. him, really. I, th- I think uh, I'm surprised by how many minutes he has played this season, but I think he's become a, a very big player within our squad and I think yeah. we can see that and as soon as he come off tonight we seem to lose quite a bit if we had any of course to begin with but um, yeah mm-hmm. very very good uh, not so great tonight but still one of our better players um, moving on to um, the forward three then uh, Marcus um, Anthony on that right hand side today yeah underwhelming underwhelming probably not to his own fault but there were moments where i just thought he made the wrong decision i mean i think he did put in not really sure how many crosses he put in let me just have a look but it seems as if there wasn't really much he contributed you know yeah so no successful crosses no long balls played no key passes played apparently as well so a very flat game from anthony today and i'm not surprised by those stats at all because he, he just didn't do anything for me tonight. And the thing about Anthony is he's going to be one of those players, isn't he? He's going to be one of those players that's either a 10 out of 10 or he's just just bang average. You know, like there's no in-between with him, it seems, because he seems to be the type of winger who likes to be extravagant, who likes to be the guy who's aesthetically pleasing on the eye. He's got that Brazilian samba about him, you know what I mean? So he can't just keep it simple. He's got to do 50 million stepovers before he tries to whack it in. And um, yeah, it just, it just didn't work today. And I also, it wasn't, but like I said, it wasn't only his fault. Like the fact that our right hand side was flat is due to the fact that Delo wasn't great today. It's due to the fact that Casemiro and Fred in that midfield were also quite off today, as many people have pointed out. So there's a number of extenuating factors. So for me, I'm going to give him a, a five out of 10. No, okay, that's fair. Um, and uh, moving on to Ellis, um, Anthony Langer. I, I feel like I've watched a different game. Like, I, I genuinely do. Like, oh, every single point that's been made, I'm, I'm sitting inside thinking, like, as I ask your opinion, I'm thinking, but really? Like, I thought I thought Anthony was okay. I think his work rate was good. He came back and helped the low out. I thought he did everything that he needed to do. And Ericsson, I think a nine might be a little bit too positive because we did lose the game. I think we were sure that he wasn't. Yeah, but. Doesn't right, matter. Well, you can you can still have, you can yeah, still have a nine or ten enough. performance in a poor team. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I do agree with that, but I, I think a nine is a bit too generous. But um, Alanga, I thought I thought he was good. He showed energy, but his end product wasn't there as per like, as as we all know. He struggles with his end product, and I feel like that cost us a lot. Um, I don't think he was awful. I don't think he was amazing. So I think it's just an average five or six, which is what obviously the team we lost. So five or six average score. I think that's fair. Uh, all right, finally then, before we wrap up, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, Reese. First touch, appalling. His movement in and around the box was pathetic. His finishing was weak. His attitude at times wasn't worth it. 
There you go. That's it. One. Oh my words, uh, Ellis. I, I know you want to. Come I really don't. I really don't I care. Like, his play. I'm expecting that. No, no, I would have given Fred. I would have given Fred a one as well. If you'd given um, me Fred, even though I like Fred, I would have given him one. Ronaldo, like his position, his experience, what we need in this team tonight was awful. Like his first, that's the worst I've ever seen from his first touch in my entire lifetime. We, we've all like, watched different games, haven't we? We've just all watched different games. I thought, I thought Ronaldo I think, was okay. I think, unfortunately for the viewers tonight, it's been one of those, but they have they must be coming away from this feeling more confused than when they came in tonight. <laughs> but there you go. Oh. Listen, I mean, if you um, want to be nice, I can put up to a three, but I can't go like, I can't be any nicer, like, because like, the guy is the best of all time. And when we the, really the, needed them, where was he? The thing I'll say about Ronaldo, right, is um, I think... You've been very harsh, okay? And as a number nine in the... If this was any other player, though, with all due respect, if this was any other player, I'd still be the same, and you know that I'd still be the same. Well, well, listen, from my perspective, I think it's a little bit harsh. And as a striker, as a number nine, you're only as good as the ball you receive, and he got absolutely nothing tonight. So So get your point. Understand. I appreciate. Obviously, he wasn't his best, but nobody was. But I think just a little bit for me. Right, listen, Ellis, you want to come in? I'll be nice. I'll give him a three. I'll be nice. I'll give him a three. There we go. I think you just really echoed everything that I was going to say, really. He didn't really get the service. And what do you expect when he's just stood there batting against two centre-halves that are ready for a low block? He's not exactly going to hit the score. But even so, though, even so, and this is the thing, we're saying he didn't get service and all that, but there were umpteen times in that game, though, where there was balls into the box, passes directly to him, and his first touch completely let him down. And it was I just think... pure pain no, to watch. Come it was on, Reece. There, were, there wasn't that many balls. Come on, Reese. It was, there, six, there was, it was like six balls many. into the box for him. It was at least six balls. Ronaldo's and selection no. was the right one tonight. Rashford wouldn't yeah, have done well tonight. It was a low. We're playing against a low block team. Rashford's good on the counter attack. You're not going to be able to do that. It was the right. It was the right call. He looked very good in the first half. He looked very dangerous with Ericsson on the pitch. We took away that creative mind, and we had Fernandez getting in his way. You had a lang. Everything was all over the place in the second half. First half is where. First half, I agree. First half, he was great. It was the second half where you saw everything. Like that's away, why, as, that's, as you said, you rated Ericsson a nine. You took away his creative genius that was giving him the chance in the first half. So you can't expect him to magic something out of nothing. Is that? Is that, I think that's fair. Would everyone agree that's? A fair that's why I gave him a three. At a push. Anyway, listen. Aye. It's been a very, very strange day today. Um, I don't think anyone's head's completely in it. And obviously, uh, the performance was very, very poor tonight. Hopefully, we can pick ourselves up and next time uh, make something of it and, and play far better than that because uh, that was uh, something we can't watch every week, especially in the Europa League. This is one of our biggest opportunities to try and get a trophy this season. And I think it will be one of Eric Ten Hag's biggest aims. Um, so it's a must, must have. Anyway, listen, thank you so much for tuning in tonight, guys. As, as I say, it will be back to normal next time around, uh, finishing up early tonight for obvious reasons. But thanks very much for joining in. Thanks for liking. Th- thanks for subscribing. And uh, we'll see you very soon. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.